0: Chapter Two of Tangled Trails, a Western Detective Story by William McLeod Rain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Tangled Trails, a Western Detective Story by William McLeod Rain. Chapter Two Wild Rose Takes the Dust Wild Rose on Wildfire shouted the announcer through a megaphone trained on the grandstand Kirby Lane who was leaning against the fence chatting with a friend turned round and took notice most people did when wild rose held the center of the stage through the gateway of the enclosure came a girl hardly out of her teens she was bareheaded a cowboy hat in her hand the sun already slanting from the west kissed her crisp, ruddy gold hair, and set it sparkling. Her skin was shell-pink, amber-clear. She walked as might a young Greek goddess in the dawn of the world, with the free movement of one who loves the open sky and the wind-swept plain. A storm of hand-clapping swept the grandstand. Wild Rose acknowledged it with a happy little laugh. These dear people loved her. She knew it. And not only because she was a champion. They made over her because of her slimness, her beauty, the aura of daintiness that surrounded her, the little touches of shy youth that still clung to her manner. Other writers of her sex might be rough, hoydenish, or masculine. Wild Rose had the charm of her name. Yet the muscles that rippled beneath her velvet skin were hard as nails. No bronco alive could unseat her without the fight of its life. Meanwhile, the outlaw horse wildfire was claiming its share of attention. The bronco was a noted bucker. Every year it made the circuit of the rodeos, and only twice had a rider stuck to the saddle without pulling leather. Now it had been roped and cornered. Half a dozen wranglers and chaps were trying to get it ready for the saddle. From the red-hot eyes of the brute a devil of fury glared at the men trying to thrust a gunny sack over its head. The four legs were wide apart, the ears cocked, teeth bared. The animal flung itself skyward and came down on the boot of a puncher savagely. The man gave an involuntary howl of pain but he clung to the rope snubbed round the wicked head the gunny sack was pushed and pulled over the eyes wildfire subsided trembling while bridle was adjusted and saddle slipped on the girl attended to the cinching herself if the saddle turned it might cost her life and she preferred to take no unnecessary chances she was dressed in green satin riding clothes a beaded bolero jacket faded over a white silk blouse. Her boots were of buckskin, silver-spurred. With her hat on, at a distance, one might have taken her for a slim, beautiful boy. Wild Rose swung to the saddle and adjusted her feet in the stirrups. The gunny sack was whipped from the horse's head. There was a wild scuffle of escaping wranglers. For a moment wildfire stood quivering. The girl's hat swept through the air in front of its eyes. The horse woke to galvanized action. The back humped. It shot into the air with a writhing twist of the body. All four feet struck the ground together, straight and stiff as fence posts. The girl's head jerked forward as though it were on a hinge. The outlaw went sunfishing. Its forefeet almost straight up she was still in the saddle when it came to all fours again. A series of jarring bucks, each ending with the force of a pile driver as wildfire's hoofs struck earth, varied the program. The rider came down limp half in the saddle, half out, riding herself as the horse settled for the next leap but not once did her hands reach for the pommel of the saddle to steady her. Pitching and bucking, the animal humped forward to the fence. "'Look out!' a judge yelled. It was too late. The rider could not deflect her mount. Into the fence went wildfire, blindly and furiously. The girl threw up her leg to keep it from being jammed. Up went the broncho again before Wild Rose could find the stirrup. She knew she was gone, felt herself shooting forward. She struck the ground close to the horse's hoofs. Wildfire lunged at her. A bolt of pain like a red-hot iron seared through her. Through the air a rope whined. It settled over the head of the outlaw and instantly was jerked tight. Wildfire, coming down hard for a second lunge at the green crumpled heap underfoot, was dragged sharply sideways. Another lariat snaked forward and fell true. "'Here, Cole!' The first roper thrust the taut line into the hands of a puncher who had run forward. He himself dived for the still girl beneath the hoofs of the rearing horse. Catching her by the arms, he dragged her out of danger. She was unconscious. The cowboy picked her up and carried her to the waiting ambulance. The closed eyes flickered open. A puzzled little frown rested in them. "'What's up, Kirby?' asked Wild Rose. "'You had a spill.' "'Took the dust, did I?' He sensed the disappointment in her voice. "'You rode fine. He jammed you into the fence," explained the young man. The doctor examined her. The right arm hung limp. "'Broken, I'm afraid,' he said. "'Ever see such luck?' The girl complained to Lane. "'Probably they won't let me ride in the wild horse race now.'" "'No chance, young lady,' the doctor said promptly. I'm going to take you right to the hospital." "'I might get back in time,' she said, hopefully. "'You might, but you won't.' "'Oh, well,' she sighed, "'if you're going to act like that.'" The cowboy helped her into the ambulance and found himself a seat. "'Where do you think you're going?' she asked with a smile, a bit twisted by pain. I reckon I'll go far as the hospital with you." "'I reckon you won't. What do you think I am, a nice little parlor girl who has to be petted when she gets hurt? You're on to ride inside of fifteen minutes, and you know it.' "'Oh well, I'm looking for an alibi so as not to be beaten. That Cole Sanborn is sure a straight-up rider.' "'So's that Kirby Lane. You needn't think I'm going to let you beat yourself out of the championship. Not so anyone could notice it. Hop out, sir." He rose, smiling ruefully. "'You certainly are one bossy kid.' "'I'd say you need bossing when you start to act so foolish,' she retorted, flushing. "'See you later,' he called to her by way of goodbye. As the ambulance drove away, she waved cheerfully at him, a gauntleted hand. The cowpuncher turned back to the arena. The megaphone man was announcing that the contest for the world's rough-riding championship would now be resumed. End of chapter 2